Go Birds Radio, presented by the Bet Parks Casino and Sportsbook app. Official sportsbook of the real Philly fan. What's going on? It's Elliot Shore Parks for my friends at Window Nation. And if you've had enough of your windows keeping the house chilly, then fight the February cold with Window Nation. Right now, replace your windows and save big with 50% off all window styles, plus zero down, zero interest, and no payments for 24 months. With proven quality and service, it's no wonder thousands have trusted Window Nation. Don't miss out. Call 866-90-NATION or visit windownation.com to schedule your free in-home estimate. Let Tend Dental make your dream smile a reality. We offer a variety of top-rated treatments, including Invisalign aligners. And for a limited time, Tend is offering $750 off orthodontic treatments. Offer valid through January 31st, so don't wait. Visit hellotend.com slash sale. That's hellotend.com slash sale. And book your free consult today. Eagles have a draft coming up in uh, 16 days. And for more on Howie Roseman, the draft, first round possibilities, the entire thing. We talked to our Eagles beat reporter, Mr. Elliot Sherparks. How you doing, Elliot? Hey, what's going on? How are you guys? Elliot, doesn't that woman have to at least issue some form of like a, eh, I'm sorry about that. He, he gets carried away. Even if it's one yeah, of I them. Think, I, no, I think you should just deal with it. It is what it is. It's a dog. Things happen. You know, like you just got to get over it. <laughs> yeah, it bothers yeah. me. Get him, Elliot. I don't like it. Yeah. All right, Elliot, let's get, to, uh, let's get to the draft. Let's start first, though, with Howie. I made the point earlier. I, and, and I've seen this happen many times in Philly sports, but rarely to this extent, where a fan base will swing so positive, so negative, so positive. It's almost like there's no reasonable middle point or two-thirds the way point. I'm pro-Howie, Elliot. You know that. Yeah. But I yeah. find the town's reaction to the success of the Eagles in 2022 and Howie's success a little absurd. It's almost like now he can't do anything wrong. Don't people remember the, you know, down years? Yeah, I mean, I think that part of that is just the reality of being in the Philly spotlight for so long, right? I mean, you even see that a little bit with Joel Embiid, how people swing on him. How he's been here in in our Philly sports lives for probably longer than, you know, the last 10 years, like longer than anybody else in in some ways. So I think that's a little bit part of it. We've seen a lot of different iterations of Howie, but – you know, especially when it comes to the draft, like I think people have to accept that there are going to be misses. Like every year around the draft, we do this thing of, well, how he can't draft, right? And Reger and Dillard and these people, like all GMs miss picks. So I understand that why around the draft, there is a little bit of like, oh, well, how he's not that good at drafting. But ultimately, if you look at the job, how he has done, he's been one of the best general managers in the NFL over the last, you know, five years or however you want to do it. So mm-hmm. I think that no GM deserves like unwavering support they're going to make mistakes it's fair to question things they do but i think that the one thing you can say about how he is for the most part every move he makes whether it works out or not there's usually good logic behind it and i think that's the the making of a good general manager yeah i agree uh and speaking of dicey draft picks uh jordan davis is he considered a starter at this point I think he would have to be, I mean, if they were playing a game today, but I don't think the Eagles want to go into next year with him as a starter. I just don't think he showed enough last year. And frankly, I don't think he has the skill set of a starter. Right. Like he is a really good run stopping, you know, nose tackle at this point, right? That's yeah. not who you want starting in the middle of your defensive line. You want somebody that can pass rush. So going into the off season and then, you know, more so training camp, he's going to have to show he's improved as a pass rusher. If he's not, he's just going to be a rotational player. 
Um, and if he's a really good run stopper, sure, there's value in that as a roster spot. But when the Eagles drafted him, they were pretty clear in saying they felt he could be a three-down player. And yeah. I don't think he showed that last year. And until he does show that, I think they're going to continually look for replacements, including in this year's draft. We know they like to rotate all the D-line, including the defensive ends. Is Brandon Graham now considered a starter after being uh, relegated to a backup role last season? Right. No, I think you'll see him play the exact same role mm. he did last year. I think you'll still see uh, Hassan Reddick and Josh Sweat out there uh, at the beginning of games. I think they'll get more snaps than Brandon. And that's a good thing. I mean, you know, if you look at how well Brandon played last year, I think that role at this point in his career is perfect for him. And yeah. I also think that Hassan Reddick and Josh Sweat have earned to get snaps over Brandon Graham. As good as he was last year, Sweat and uh, you know Reddick were one of the better pass rushing duos in the NFL. So I think that when you look at their edge position heading into the draft, they can feel good about Reddick. They can feel good about Sweat. They can feel good about Graham for next year. But they do need to add like a really legit young edge rushing prospect because the guys they have behind them, you can talk yourself into for maybe rotational guys, but they don't have anybody else on the roster where you go, okay, he can turn into a stud edge rusher. And we know how much how he values the lines. That is also a position, I think, maybe at 30 or if they move up from 10, that they'll, uh, that they'll take into consideration. We got a new strong safety. Why is the Terrell Edmonds signing getting so little attention? We have not talked about this, Joe. Yeah, only a little bit, very yeah. little bit. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, you know, I think that just with the draft excitement, you know, of signing Terrell Edmonds has been overlooked a little. I think it's a very good signing. Um, yeah. I mean, you can make the argument he was better than Chauncey Gardner-Johnson was last year, just in terms of coverage, in terms of tackles. Didn't have the interceptions, which were, are clearly big plays, but interceptions are not always the best indicator of how well uh, someone in the secondary is playing. So, I, you know, if you look at Terrell Edmonds, he's going to come in. He's started a ton of games in his career. He's played the position a ton. Um, I don't think he's uh, like a high upside guy. Like you can make the argument if, you know, continue the comparison to Chauncey. Chauncey probably has more like elite qualities in his body. But I think that Terrell Edmonds will come in and be an extremely solid starter for them. Yeah. And, you know, they'll, they'll keep looking at the positions for sure. I think they have him penciled in as a starter. But, uh, yeah, I think it was a very good signing, especially for the money. I mean, they paid almost nothing. Uh, in his contract. So I think it was a smart move. Elliot Shore Parks with us here now, 16 days of the draft. All right, Elliot, let's get to the draft. Um, one of the big theories in sports, I guess in life, in business, is zig when people think you're going to zag and vice versa. Uh, most NFL people don't think how he's going to draft a running back in the first round. Do you think this is the year when he actually zags and, and actually gets B. John Robinson? Are they going to draft him? Man, you know, this. I've had such a hard time getting a read on this because – I think when you say, like, zig when everyone else zags, I get what you're saying, right? Like, taking a running back at 10, that's traditionally not what good teams do. Like, so I get the zag part of that. But it kind of isn't really a huge zag. I mean, he is one of the best five players in the entire draft, and you can talk about getting him at 10. Now, you know, another reason I think that there's a chance he does it is because they really liked Christian McCaffrey coming out. And he's not the pass catcher that Christian McCaffrey is. But he is an excellent pass catcher. So I think there's an argument for saying, not only is this guy going to be a running back, he can be a, a, you know, a pretty big part of, of our passing game. And I also think with Bijan, sometimes he's viewed as a luxury. Like, oh, well, you can add him on top of the offense. Miles Sanders touched the ball almost 19 times a game last year. Like, they need somebody to replace those, those touches. And I don't think it's 
I don't think Richard Penny has proven he can do it, right? So it's, it's a luxury, but it's also a bit of a necessity. So while I think there's a ton of logic in drafting Bijan, and I genuinely do think how he sees that logic, I think his preference on draft night, if we're talking the day after the first round, would be to move up for Jalen Carter or Will Anderson. But if those don't happen, then, yeah, I do think you could see him take Bijan. All right, so, Elliot, you reference Will Anderson, Jalen Carter, and obviously Bijan, and Carter and, and, and Bijan are the two guys we've talked about the most. Who else is just not getting discussed amongst the Eagles fans that should be a far stronger focal point that really could be an Eagle in the first round? So I think at 10, Nolan Smith is someone to keep an eye on because I think that if he's not going to take Dijon, like if he's just decided, look, we're not taking a running back that high, and you're sitting there at 10, I think Nolan Smith checks off a number of other important boxes. One, he's an edge rusher. So he's a position that, A, they value, but also, like I was just saying, they need somebody at, right? Like they need somebody to develop into another elite edge rusher like Reddick and like Sweat. So he, he checks off two important boxes. The other one he checks off is, he had an unbelievable off-season of workouts, right? You look at some of the athletic measurables he put up. He's an elite athlete for the position. He does something really well that they really value, which is he's super quick off the line, and he can really get low when he bends around the edge, right? So those, those are qualities you see them like time and time again in uh, edge rushers. And his comparable coming into this year is Hassan Reddick. So you know that they mm-hmm. like that type of player. So I would look at, at Nolan Smith at number 10, but then – as much as I wouldn't like it, I really think we're not discussing enough the possibility that they take an offensive lineman at 10. Not because it's a major need, but just because I think if they sit there and they have no tradeback options and they're just going to go with what they value, you can make an argument that having an elite backup tackle is an important role on a team that might have to win, that is going to try to win the Super Bowl. So I would, you know, the names we're not discussing. Offensive lineman, sadly, and then I would say Nolan Smith. Elliot, give me um, – of course, we'll, we'll keep talking Eagles until we, we get to the draft and beyond, but um, last time I, we might have you on before the Sixers playoffs. What is your prediction yeah. for the Sixers in the postseason? I think they're going to beat the Celtics in the second round. I, I've come around on it. I, you know, in terms of conference finals, I think they have a chance against the Bucks. Picking them to win two series at this point, they just haven't shown that, but – I mean, what Joel Embiid is doing this year is just so incredibly impressive. It's gone to the point where coming into the year, I would have said they can't beat the Celtics because Tatum's the best player in that series and has playoff history. I think Embiid is far better than Tatum at this point. So it feels like Embiid's year. It looks like he's going to win the MVP. He's de- he deserves it. I think winning that will take a bit of pressure off his shoulders. And I think they'll go and they'll beat Boston in the second round. I don't know about the Bucks yet, but I do think this is the year they finally beat the Celtics. Elliot, good work, bud. We'll talk to you a ton in the coming weeks. Thanks, Elliot. Yep, talk to you soon. All right, Elliot Sherpark.